Okay, we're on. Yay. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Um, so this is Comedy Confession Booth. Um, okay. And basically, I just want to like get to know you as a comedian, and I'll write an article about it. It'll be a whole fun thing. Um, oh. Yeah. Cool. So welcome to Barcelona. Thank you very much. Um, Great to be here. Yeah. So wait, Melinda, right? Yes. I'm saying that correctly. Yes. What's your last name? Pereira. Pereira. Yeah. Melinda Pereira. Okay. Yeah. This is Melinda Pereira. Uh, hi. Yeah, this is, this bit will go on YouTube and right. then the recording bit goes on the podcast. It's a whole... I We're still figuring it out. It's all new. Yeah. It's always that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so welcome. Um, can you... So like you're, you're living in Dublin, hmm? right? You're from Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. So just tell me a bit about your journey, like moving from Sri Lanka and like why you decided to get into stand-up comedy. Okay, uh, so I came to Europe uh, from Sri Lanka in 2014. Uh, nice. Came to Austria, came to Vienna, and uh, that's an interesting. Why, why Vienna? Like I've never heard someone be like, "Yeah, my first stop in Europe, Vienna." It wasn't. Like... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so basically, uh, I was I was looking into a university uh, to uh -huh. do my masters. Uh, finished my bachelor's, looking into a university to do my masters. First, like the first option I had in my head was New Zealand. Oh. I wanted to go to uh, Auckland. Yeah, that sounds um, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have no regrets. Like, So what happened was um, when I was when I was looking into Auckland, uh, so my my aunt lives in Austria. Okay. Right? So my mom's sister. Uh, she's Austrian. Like she's been living there for like 30 something years now, 37 years, or if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so she just planted this um, idea in my mom's head. Like, if Melinda decides to come to Austria, he has a place to stay for free. Nice. And I'll make sure he's fed. Right. So that's two main important things in life covered for free. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing the math. Like, you know, the university fee in Austria is around 750 euros average a semester. That's yeah. peanuts compared to New Zealand. Yeah. Right. Um, so basically, that's it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to Vienna. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, that's that's a fair reason. I mean, as coming from the states, it's like the same. Where yeah. I'm like, why? Like everyone's like, oh, are you going to go to grad school? I'm like, not here. Like, yeah, it's so never. expensive. It's yeah. so crazy. So yeah, Barcelona is way cheaper. I imagine Austria. I guess yeah. really cheap. So so that's that that's basically it's like you know I I was like pack my bags. I'm like. I'm coming to Vienna. Uh, and it's a great place to be, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then came to Vienna. I uh, was doing my master's. Uh, so the problem was everything is in German, right? That's the main language. Now, yeah, it's a problem for me, too. My master's was in English. <laughs> right. So so I had, like, I number one, I had no reason to learn German. Because right. everybody there speaks English. Everybody I hang out with uh, speaks English. So basically, my studies are in English. So I really didn't have the reason to really learn the language. But now, after like two years of being there, I don't know what to do because anywhere I go, it's going to be in German. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's like you try to go to the doctor, like it's yeah, in German. Everything yeah. is in German. Um, I mean, I, I, I started learning the language. I can order a schnitzel and a beer. But, but like, yeah. you know, like I can't go to a theater. 
uh, and expect everyone to understand everything. (laughs) That would be insane. I would just think that, like, honestly, imagining a play in German to me is just like, is this about the Holocaust? Like, it has to be, right? Like... So that's that's the whole thing, and uh, and I, I I loved comedy. I I loved comedy. Like that's comedy is something like stand up is something that got me through my bachelor's years. Like you know, you finish classes, you finish lectures, you come home with a bottle of alcohol, yeah, <laughs> and then you just drink with your roommate, like you know, and just watch stand up comedy, like you know. Cool. Uh, never in my dreams I ever thought I would ever do that, but but that's 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 the connection for me and stand up comedy, like you know, uh, and then. I've never been to a live comedy show. Really? Uh, never ever been to a live comedy show. And then this thing popped up on Facebook. Like, you know, there's a stand-up comedy open mic night happening this Sunday. In whatever. Vienna? Yeah. Nice. And I was like, let me go check it out. Like, you know. Uh, so I went there and I went there after that. Uh, there It was an open mic night. My first live comedy experience. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's nothing that makes you feel like you can do comedy than a mediocre open mic. Yeah. You know? But but that's, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of comedians, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of comedians who start doing comedy after going to a proper comedy show, like where comedians have like perfected their jokes for like years, like, you know, like three, four years, they've been perfecting, sharpening these jokes. And you look at them and you're like, do you know what? I can do this. <laughs> Those are the comedians that never do well, though. Nah, nah. Like, like, like we saw that we, we saw that rise, especially after uh, COVID. Yeah. Like, like. Oh uh, my god! Every just... time, because everybody would look like watch Netflix specials mm-hmm. and go like, do you know what? Maybe I can do that. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> like, no, you can't. You can't. No, like, I mean, I mean, even if you do, like, the like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we will be getting into that conversation later as well, like the current ethics of the new coming comedians yeah and sure. uh, and, and sometimes but get into it let's get into it now, now like sometimes i'm amazed like you know i'm amazed uh, uh how the young comics the new comics the confidence they have like yeah. after like three open mic nights they would be like uh when can i get a paid spot like you know <laughs> yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm like, like you gotta work dude dude i i really hope i had that confidence like you know <laughs> oh my god it's just like white man's confidence you know it's, it's and it so always weird. is white men though <laughs> yeah. i mean that's the majority of them doing comedy like you know um, i mean i have nothing against it but like like it's just um it's 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 i don't know it's surprising to me like how easy do you think comedy is like i mean mm-hmm. i i wouldn't i wouldn't have known unless i did comedy to be honest like yeah like how like because at the end of the day you only see the end product on stage right you don't you don't understand the 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 work behind like like going on stage for me is the easiest part yeah like that's the easiest part of the job like even if you do well or you do bad that's the easy part like yeah. like coming up with some things like sometimes you come up with jokes premises and then the next morning you wo- you wake up and then you look at you look at it and like what the 
hell am I thinking? By yeah. the way, am I supposed? Uh, am I okay to swear? Oh yeah, you can swear. Right. <laughs> Don't worry. This is a comedian's like, podcast. Like, right. There's uh, no rules. Because <laughs> because the thing is like you know uh, it's very hard for me to not swear. Uh, Same. Because <laughs> uh, like among few comedians around Europe, I'm known as the comedian who says motherfucker a lot. So. Really, I love that. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I heard that, I'm like, that's not how I want to be known. Like you know, but. If that's my identity, <laughs> fucking let it be. Like you know, um. motherfuckers, that's me. All right. <laughs> but but it, it it sometimes like you know like uh, it gets to the audience. Yeah. Like they think I'm directly addressing them when I say motherfucker. <laughs> sometimes I actually have to like remind them because they hold back. Like, why are you calling us a motherfucker? Like you know, oh I'm like God. like this is endearment for me. Like you yeah, know, this is it's this a is form nothing. of love. Exactly. Like I, when I say motherfucker, I don't mean anything bad. Like. So yeah, that's how I got into comedy, uh, and then um, I never wanted to do it as a like you know like a profession either because I, I was a researcher. Like by that time, I was a researcher at the university, uh, was getting into my PhD and stuff. And then this open mic happened October, like 2016, October 16th. I'll never forget it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, and then um, I, I was I was just doing open mics, open mics, um, and then. Next thing you know, here we are. Like I never look back. I quit yeah. my job in 2019. Bad idea to quit that. <laughs> Not like because nobody saw COVID coming, right? Yeah, um, so true. So, and then so, <laughs> you're jobless, and you're I was like, like, I'm a comedian. I could have wait six months. No. <laughs> damn, damn. I do not envy you. Because I wanted to quit my job, and I was like, oh, I'll just wait until I've been there one year, which would be April 2020. <laughs> so my advice there. to anybody who wants to go into full time comedy. Uh, just make sure you have two years of savings at least. Uh, yeah. uh, that that would be the best. I mean, that saved me. Yeah. Like that two years. So when I came out of COVID, yeah. I had nothing to my name. Like you know, Shit. like like, like when I when I, I started would... my European tour Oof. with my uh, with my uh, not a drug dealer tour. Uh, <laughs> that was my special first special. That's the first special. Um, so when I started that tour. Uh, the first city was uh, Reykjavik in Iceland. Uh, I did 50 cities uh, in 25 countries. Uh, so I started shit. with Reykjavik. When I landed in Reykjavik, I had six euros in my bank account. <laughs> Holy shit. And the funniest thing was, I forgot my toothpaste. <laughs> and you needed toothpaste? I needed toothpaste. Do you know how much, uh, like a small toothpaste in Reykjavik? I'm going to guess. 560. That's insane. <laughs> like just a teeny little. Not the tiny one, but like like but like, I, like, a, like this size. I would say yeah. like maybe hundred grams, hundred and twenty grams. I don't yeah. know. That was that was five sixty. So so I had to go get like oh my my, my, my my six euros that I had like was spent on fucking toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that show made you money. No, yeah, yeah, like I, I, I survived. I, I, I did well. You I survived, well, yeah. and now I had a bunch of shoulder shows, like all you know. up from here. Yeah, no, that, 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 like you know, like that's the that's the risk of being an artist. Like you know, you never know how your life is gonna be. Like so, yeah, like I have, and like confidence is good, but also like you have to be really like another thing about touring is like like your mental health has to be like tip top. This is a lonely job, man. This is it's like lonely. comedy is a very, very lonely job. Like, yeah. Like you, like you might be rocking up hundred and fifty seaters, fifty seaters, sixty seaters, any seater like that you think of. Ten minutes later, that room is empty, man. Yeah. Everybody's gone, lights off, and you're looking at that like I just made this motherfuckers laugh. Yeah. 
And now I have to go back to my hotel room <laughs> all by myself, right? The only thing that's going to be in my hand is a fucking kebab, right? <laughs> and then four hours later, it's next flight. So, yeah. So that's the life of a touring comedian. So, so, so you have to like, it's, it's, it's easy on the paper, but when it comes to work, like you have to take care of yourself so yeah. much. Like, like when you're on tour, like it's really hard to eat, like eat healthy and stuff. Like, oh my you know, God. it's like right. Cause to... it's like, you want to buy the cheapest stuff and it's always like kebabs and yeah. fast food, like McDonald's and like <laughs> more, more like it's actually, you don't have time to have like that, a nice, yeah. nice meal. It's basically, I mean, I don't know, like people do differently things like, you know, like I don't because I, I am constantly struggling with the with the time, with the amount that I'm spending because you want to make most of it. Like, you know, like yeah. you just you just like you can't do this job just to cover yourself, like, you know, like cover your expenses. You right. have to you have to have some something Extra, coming yeah. out, like, you know. So so when you think about that, like, you know, you you arrive in a city around 11 and then you you have to you, you check in time because at a certain age you can't even stay at hostels like no. you know hostels are for like if you're 25 and below yeah hostels are there but no, when, I, you're 30, when you're 35 like <laughs> hostels like, you know man like you 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 and it's also like a job that you're again it's lonely but also you need that long time yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's conflict in between like you know it like because you've been around people for so long for so much time and that's the time that you want that long time like yeah, I like when audience members talk to you after and yeah. you're like, I appreciate this and I love you. But also, like, I would love to just go home and smoke a joint. Like, yeah, something like that. And I also yeah. don't smoke alone. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> I have issues, man. Like I only the only time I have smoked alone was in Amsterdam. Well, oh, if shit. it was yeah. in Amsterdam, where the fuck is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. And that was also like because the thing is, like, I, I don't like smoking uh, like. If I don't have anybody, like, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to get into that state, like, where I might get paranoid. Mm, uh, so you like having other people around. Yeah. That's like, interesting. Like, like as a, a Then you have a chat, like, you know. Yeah. Some, some, if, I'm, if I'm really high, like, I don't talk at all. Yeah. Like, like I, when you get I'm too high. I'm just staring, like, you yeah. know, you can tell me anything. I'll be like, hmm. She's <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm in, I'm in dream state right now. Like everything you say, just like, Whoop. yeah. You can actually get into trouble if you do that in public, like you know, like because they don't know you're staring into the oblivion. <laughs> you're in your own thoughts. They might think they're just you're staring at them. Like, like imagine, I've never had that imagine I'm before. high and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, that's not ideal. Exactly, like you know, <laughs> it's creepy. Like you know, like see, so, I don't have to so, worry about so, that bit. So, so I also try not to like sit in front of people when I'm smoking. Yeah. So I don't have to stare at somebody. I can just stare into the emptiness. Like, into the street. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, wait. So what do you what do you do for your mental health since you brought it up? To be honest, I don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, fucked up. <laughs> like I, I just do comedy, man. Like, like I, I, I would say I'm, I'm really privileged. Uh, I didn't add like so much. I like, guess even my comedy, like I don't talk about trauma. I talk about. I'm a social critic, cool. observational. Uh, like that's what I do. Like you know, I, uh, my, my three genres. If you ask in my comedy, I consider is social criticism observation and storytelling so that's that's basically and and the thing is in in europe like you know i can't talk about a lot of things that i had back home because the relatability is mm -hmm. is is 
like for example like you know uh, like in europe if you if you as a kid got beaten up that is so much trauma but in my country if you didn't get beaten up that is so much trauma <laughs> because that means your parents didn't love you because uh, the only way that your parents showed that they love you is because like they will beat you up and say like hey yeah. it's because we love you and we want you to be right <laughs> and like like it's the person that who didn't get beaten up in school was the odd one that's so weird like so it's the complete opposite right yeah. and and i can't make it like i like i can say I, i i can glorify that in sri lanka but i can't glorify that and and people will come to me like malinda are you okay i'm like yeah, yeah. like i'm a comedian like <laughs> look what that got me into uh, but, but but that's like there's so many things like you know uh, it's very hard to turn around like you know yeah. uh so so that's why like i can't talk about trauma and i don't and i had a good upbringing i would say like that's you know good. like i i never had problems with my parents uh in that regard i like you know there there was a lot of things happened yeah uh some things i can't talk in public uh that might not be Fair very, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, you know yeah, everybody not, has I'm a bad past it. like you know yeah. uh uh but 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 like you know everything i reckon like you know uh it made me the person who i am yeah. and i'm freely talking about it not in record uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't have any records about yeah, that yeah no no records it's all this is off the record I, i can't be snitching on myself you know <laughs> it's bad for business yeah uh, oh my god so 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 yeah like you know and uh, and things that happened like and that's the other thing like you know like when you go through so some things then you realize you know what actually i'm good in maths Oh. And then you go to university like you know yeah. you leave that life of your that that part of your life is like you know what let me go get into books now. Uh, nice. So you, that's how I got it like I I I actually stopped studying you know I I never wanted to continue studying find a job and all that. Uh but then after a certain incident I'm like that I actually can say I got beaten up by like a gang of arm, arms dealers. Oh shit. Yeah. So that's so scary. <laughs> that one I can say. And that was in Europe or no, in Sri Lanka? In Sri Lanka. In Sri Lanka. Oh shit. So, so that's yeah, that when makes, I that makes that's when sense. I realized, you know what? Maybe this life is not for me. Yeah. I can go back to university and be like, you know, uh, and then I wanted to do my PhD and all that like but life happens, you know. Yeah. And then I found comedy and um I I bet no one's ever said comedy is more lucrative than anything, but it's probably more lucrative than a PhD. Uh, uh I would I uh, yeah like uh another thing is like you know sometimes if you do if you're smart enough and yeah. if you're funny enough like if you if if you if you're smart and if you have the skill uh like when i say this like people sometimes misunderstand me like they're trying to see me as an arrogant person like yeah. a lot of people think like when i say like if you if you're good enough uh that doesn't mean i'm the best comedian or i'm a great comedian yeah. like i'm a good enough comedian Like, yeah, that's how I like. Like I, I can get the job done. Yeah, that's how I see myself. And that's that's done. like you know what like, you have to. If you're always aiming to be the best, you're never going to be happy because there's it's so subjective in comedy. You know, it, it, it's it, like I don't understand, and and also like I believe like you know, you should own the victories that you have had. Yeah. Like you know, you 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 don't have to down like play. like the good stuff that you have done for yourself. Like you know, a lot of people think like uh, being humble is like. Uh, like you yeah. know, well, I know. you also live in Dublin. Yeah. I feel like everyone there is just like, oh no, I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a humble, a humble bartender. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, like, like, so, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't believe like downplaying is humbleness. Humbleness is like you're not being a prick. Yeah, like, you know, like, like own what you have achieved, and then 
like just because you achieved that don't be a dickhead like you know yeah. that's what i would call humbleness not like oh you sold out a show uh, nah like you know no you sold out you 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 sold out a show that's that's basically it like there's nothing wrong about being happy about selling out a show you know like but yeah. you know what i mean uh so where we i think where we derailed we? like I'm, so much i'm like, like the worst interviewer cuz i have adhd <laughs> so i'm like where were we i don't know i have no idea um no but i mean you're telling me about like just kind of your journey and like um well i had a question for mm-hmm. you so so what jokes so you said you're kind of like social commentary mm-hmm. and observational and storytelling so what are kind of like your favorite jokes that you're telling right now uh my whole uh, first solo special the not a drug dealer oh yeah is, i wanted to ask about that too yeah. why so you call there, it that so uh, there because uh, i was so like racially uh, what do you call that um, like profiled profiled okay. as a drug dealer like anywhere like you know i go in europe so so like that whole one hour is about um, me proving the point that i'm not a drug dealer it's it's basically <laughs> my life in europe it's cool. it's my life in 8 years of uh, being in europe like coming to europe living in europe moving to dublin and and all that like everything that happened b- within that 8 years this compressed into one hour one hour yeah amazing uh, the second solo uh, which is premiering next sunday Bless you. uh next sunday uh, it's called marinated lamb marinated lamb yeah uh, cool. it's a completely opposite direction i'm going like i'm not talking about i don't talk about racism anymore on my comedy uh anymore like i decided like there's enough people doing it yeah uh i i don't like i do bring the i mean you know like if i go on stage and i pretend like just a person people going to ask like does he know he's brown like you know <laughs> <laughs> so 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 i do bring out the fact that i'm yeah. brown like you know uh but like uh like because everything i spoke about in not a drug dealer is to say like like bring, breaking down the stereotypes i would say like cool. you know like you like this is how i see it. that's how what happened like everything that happened to me but now i'm more like uh like in in my new special i'm talking about hotel shower gels uh, <laughs> and, very jerry seinfeld of uh, you <laughs> that's exactly what i thought when i came up with the joke like and it happened to me while i was taking a shower like i'm like <laughs> this is the most seinfeld joke i have ever written and i like i'm not even a big fan of seinfeld yeah. like you know i mean even the way i say it like even like that sounds seinfeldy like What's very what's the deal with shower gel it, that's <laughs> but in my twist like you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. like not 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 the What's way the side shower gel motherfucker yeah, like, exactly um <laughs> uh, and i'm talking about like uh and i'm talking about uh people asking us uh, like brown people like why like why do you people get mad when mm. people ask where you really from like you know where where are you from but but yeah. i i made the if you are here tonight like yeah um tonight i will be talking about it on the yeah. show like i was going to be like oh yeah like people going to see this not going <laughs> to yeah probably not <laughs> uh so so there is so many things uh i'm talking about i'm talking about like i'm talking about so many things i'm talking about dick pics i'm talking about nice. I'm talking about the clitoris as well. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> it really gets so little attention from men, you know. There we go. Like, you know, I was like it's only fair I have to talk both sides. Fair uh, enough. So I'm trying to figure out like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh 
span in that I would say that I wouldn't even thought that this would be because I don't sit down and write a show. Mm-hmm. What I do is I write jokes. Okay. And uh, once I know a joke is ready, I see if that joke fits in the show. And oh. if it does, it goes on the show. If it doesn't, then it just becomes a joke that I do elsewhere, like, you know, at a yeah. showcase or something. Uh, but once I have a set of jokes and if, I, if it goes along with the theme that I'm going to go with, then boom, it's in. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, um, that's that's basically it. Like, so two years of open mic going back to... Yeah, the comedy journey, right? Uh, I never like that's that that's why like you know sometimes I'm actually like I'm happy uh, uh, that like the newcomers actually have a, like a great, great scene all across Europe that actually welcomes them like with mm-hmm. open arms, right? Like because when like there were times like you know there was a booker like like so when you start comedy in Vienna like there's only like twenty. Yeah, there, it's not a huge. It's scene. not a scene, yeah. right? Uh, so after my first open mic, uh, I I wrote another person who's running uh, the mic, uh, another mic, and I got a reply. I only put funny people on stage. Oh I'm shit! Like, I never played that club. Never, <gasps> not until today. Ever played that club? Um, but that's the thing. Oh. Like you know, uh, I took like I could. I, I I was like, all right, if you don't welcome me, that's fine. Like like even the that's band. That's crazy though. I know. But but that person came to uh, came to my show, my not a drug dealer show, uh, and he was like, "Yeah, that's a movie." I'm like, "I know." Yeah. I, I didn't even. I wasn't humble at all. I was like, "Yeah, I know." Like <laughs> I worked for this one. Like I know four years of work. Um, so that's why, like, when I reply with that kind of confidence, that's yeah. why people think I'm arrogant. But like, if no, it's good, it's I like, know it's good. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a self awareness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I, I would not come off come off stage after bombing and say like oh, yeah, that that went well yeah. like no <laughs> like no. I, I'm aware if I bomb and if I'm aware if I do yeah. well like you know I feel like like a lot of comedians I'm kind of at this point where I kind of hit this plateau where I feel like I never am like amazing but I'm not bombing either I'm just like okay that was good next yeah. one you know and I feel like that's probably the norm across the board and then every so often you'll have a great one and every so often you'll bomb. Because they're like, I mean, bombing is not bad at all. Like you learn, like, you know, like the only thing I would say is like, if I bomb, I always listen to that set. Mm. Where did I lose the audience? How like, because because like, you know, like all comedians have egos, man. Like, yeah. like sometimes you would see like the show. Like I never blame the audience. Right. I never as a as a principal, uh, because uh, it's your job to make them laugh. Yeah, it's not, I agree. It's not their job to laugh. Like, yeah. you know. It's a very uh, New York mindset, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Never been to New York, but... Uh, <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, well, you know, that's every comedian's dream. Like, you know, I want to perform in New York. Like, uh, one of their dreams. I like, mean, you know? it's only worth it if you're performing at, like, the cellar, you yeah. know? But it's fun to just visit. And, oh, like, yeah. Mike around. It's fun because it makes you feel so good about being a Europe comic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, our, our audiences are so much better <laughs> than New York audiences. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but what like that's the whole vibe in New York is like it's never the audience's fault because the audience in New York is like so spread out and so like open mics don't even get an audience. And it's like if you can make the comedians laugh and pay attention when they're thinking about their jokes, like you're, you've got good jokes. Yeah, like That's what every American comedian come to Europe yeah. and say, like, wow, you have an actual audience at the open mic. Like yeah. they're they're so amazed. I'm like, how do you run without an audience? Like. 
that's our like you know like I'm like yeah like because I can't ask money from the comedians yeah I, I I need to have an audience to make this show worth it like you know it's exactly <laughs> it's cra- I mean people in New York comics pay to perform at open I've heard like yeah. you know like uh, or you have to bring five people or oh something God. like that Bringer like shows, you know bringers, so, that yeah. in London they have those yeah I I don't understand like which comedian has five friends like, right <laughs> <laughs> like sorry. <laughs> They're all uh, anyone would just be other comedians. Yeah. It's like they're working that night too. Like they got shit to do. It's it's so amazing. Like I mean, like you know the 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 thing about that I think is like in those places the comedy has been around for a while. Yeah. And most most shows do not like upgrade with the times. I guess like you know because yeah. it has always worked. And they're like yeah, like yeah. Because when you when you if you're running an open mic for thirty years, right? That's a household. Right. That's a mic that being there for thirty years, and you don't have the right to say anything. All you can do is boycott them. But as comedians, who's boycotting stage time? No, exactly. <laughs> it's like we want stage time. Yeah. we will pay for it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, uh, in a, in especially in a city like New York or London, I would say like you know, if that's the only way you're gonna get stage time. That's the only way you're gonna get stage time. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, you think about it like working out or like working. You know, you're working your stuff. So it's like you pay to go to the gym. You pay to, um, I don't know, pay for therapy. You pay for anything. Everything. Everything. So it's like the same. You know, open micing is just the working part, and then when you perform, that's when you start getting paid. But it's like weird. Yeah, but there's also I think an upside over there because like those mics actually get like agents and people dropping in. Yeah. To scout. No, the, I would say the shows. The shows do. Oh, yeah. The mics. I mean, sometimes the bringers. Every so often a bringer will get like an industry person, but that's... But I've heard entire. like, you know, sometimes comedians send like the people that they write to those open mics. They steal jokes. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I, I don't know if that happens really, but I've heard so many stories about like these kind of things. Yeah. But there will be like two people all the way sitting in the back taking notes of the comedians, what they're saying. Shit. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Uh, like like uh I I saw something like that on a forum of comedians uh that he confronted two people. Uh he just don't want to say the comedian they're writing for uh but like they're like get the fuck out of here like you yeah, know because they were literally up. writing down on a notebook like the jokes that the comedians were saying like you know. I hate that culture. It's so stupid. I mean, I was in, um, but it like ruins it for other people because like, so I was seeing a show at the Comedy Cellar and I was, I had an idea for a joke. So I took out my notebook to like write down or I took out my phone just to like jot the idea. And they were like, no phones. And I was like, okay. So then I took out my notebook and they were like, you can't write in here. And I got in trouble. And then I met Amy Schumer because I got in trouble. Okay. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yay, we'll get in trouble. (laughs) Everybody, break the rules. But it's like it kind of ruined the culture of like being in a being in a show. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm just gonna restart this um, so that it gets you. It doesn't matter if it gets me. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing. I'm not gonna quote myself. That would be ridiculous. Um, okay, record again. Great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> quick break. Transcription software. Yeah. Um, but anyway. This... What do we call that? This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Otter AI. <laughs> Thanks, Otter. Love you. Thank you for your free version. <laughs> that's why we have to stop in the middle, you know. Yeah, that's that's good. A little bit of a uh, I don't know, advert. Yeah, commercial. One uh, day, one day we'll be monetized. Um, but yeah, cool. Okay, so what were we talking about that actually 
matters. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you this. So about writing jokes, right? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about mics and stuff. But joke writing, what is like, how do you come up with jokes? Uh I don't come up with jokes to be honest. I as I said like yeah. I when I see things when I experience things that's when I find the premises right. uh, and uh, like I used to write jokes but I don't write jokes at all anymore. Okay. I mean I write them once I have a joke. Uh what that means is uh, English is my second language. Yeah. So if What's I write something language? uh Sinhalese Oh, okay, that's my cool. mother tongue. Uh, so in Sri Lanka, we have two major, two two national languages. Uh, one is Sinhalese, one is Tamil. So I'm Sinhalese. Um, now, because of that, what happens is when I write, I start parroting it, like I like it becomes like I'm a robot. It doesn't feel like I'm talking to you. It literally feels like I am reading something that I've written. Right. Uh because of the language, yeah. right, you know. Uh so what I do now is to overcome that. When I have a premise, I would go to an open mic and I just freestyle it. Cool. Like literally I have no like base joke. I don't have punchlines. I don't have like cuz I don't mind doing that at open mics. Yeah. Like it's there for that. Like you know, like I have to work on my material. Uh and and I don't bring a joke until it's a joke to a paid show. Right. Like it's not fair for the audience, it's not fair. I've seen so many like pro comics doing it. Like yeah. it's so like if you're a booker and a showrunner, uh it's so disrespectful I would say like like you're using the audience that have paid. It doesn't matter how much they paid, but they paid to be there. But now you're using them what you should have done at an open mic. Yeah. So I I I never I never understand that ideology, but who am I to say anything about that? Uh no, so I that's what you. I do. Uh I don't I don't write jokes until I at least have a skeleton. So yeah. I record it, I listen to it. So I know how it sounds when I like if I'm saying something to you for the first time. Right. I'm not say I'm I'm not talking to you like I've written it. So I know exactly how it should be. And then I I do it I keep doing it doing it and then every time I would hear a chuckle on mm-hmm. my premise. That's where I. That's how I know there should be a punchline. There should be attack. There should be this. Like so, I like turn around, do a cool. bit of wordplay. So that's exactly how I come up with a joke. And once I have, like, somewhat skeleton of a joke, then I start using those jokes when I'm hosting. Cool. And after a couple of doing that, then I try, in like. In in Dublin, there are uh, shows like Raw Material Night. Okay, but they're yeah. paid. Uh, they're not paid, but they're uh, they're like uh, good audience. Good audience, but also like you know they they they're new material night, mm-hmm. but they're not open mic. So yeah. you 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 have to be booked on the show, but mm-hmm. you can try out uh, jokes, cool. uh, and then you bring it there. Cool. So if that works, that means you know you have something. Then from there on, you can work on, and then you write it down because otherwise I will forget about the joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of jokes that I don't even remember I have done. Same. Like sometimes you would like re- like listen to your recordings and like, damn, I've never done that joke since then. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite to go back into the voice memos and just be like, oh, shit, that was that was decent. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I also listen to some old uh, recordings of mine just when I feel like. I need to be be humbled, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been working. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god. Have you ever? What was your first? Ever, oh, you told me what your first open mic was in Vienna. But yeah. like, how did it go? Like, it what was went, that experience? It, like, so I only had one uh, 
one decision in my head regarding that mic. Uh, if it goes well, I'm going to continue this as a hobby. If it goes bad, that's checked. Like I tried it and I failed. Okay. I was never going to give it a second chance. Wow. Yeah. Like I, uh, I was like. That's harsh. Uh, the thing is, as I mentioned, it's not it's not something that I ever wanted to do, right? right. But 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 like, because um, I was a musician before, so oh, I'm not cool. new to the stage. What did you? Uh, what did you I I uh, <laughs> I played the bass clarinet for the national orchestra in Sri Lanka. Shit! But at the same time, I was a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please incorporate that into comedy? Uh, no, I want the bass uh, clarinet on stage, uh, and I want some freestyle comedy rap. That I might in the future, but again, like you know, as I uh, like, like I didn't even own a bass clarinet. It was given to me by the the government. Oh wow! Because like, a bass clarinet is a three thousand something euros Whoa. instrument. I didn't have the money for it. How did you learn how to play it? Uh, I played for the school band, the clarinet, uh, nice. and I was actually a very good clarinet player back in the day. Like you had to be, I guess. Yeah. So so I got selected to the national orchestra, and uh, uh, for there. Like when you when you get like if you don't have an instrument, the like the orchestra provides you with one. Uh, so, well, Japan provides you with one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All classical it's, music yeah, comes from Japan. It's 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 all like it's all Yamaha. Like and, and that's the thing, man. Like you know, like you get to play like a like my yeah. bass clarinet is like pure oak Yamaha. Like it's it's fantastic. And uh, so nice. the only thing is when you when you leave the country or the orchestra, you have to return it, of course. Yeah, of for, course. for somebody else. Uh, but I got it brand new. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. I was the only bass clarinet player in the whole country. That's crazy. <laughs> that I was one in wild. 22 million at oh that time. My God. I'm pretty sure there are more now. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. That is that's impressive. I it's it's rare. I mean, no, I I would say there are a lot of comedians with other talents, but I've never heard of a comedian who played the bass clarinet. Because <laughs> it's a very modern instrument. Like yeah. I I had to like you know transpose a lot of bassoon notes because they were like like old like imagine imagine transposing Tchaikovsky. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I so, would I would not like doing that. Because a lot of old music didn't have bass clarinet parts. Yeah. So so you have to write your own score like right, you know like oboe it's or bassoon or bassoon like, bassoon yeah, you have to bassoon. you have to transpose the bassoon and that's in bass. Yeah. So you have to like put up five like it's 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 like right. math and. <laughs> God, that's hard. Yeah, because you, you gotta switch it. You gotta... Imagine you write one wrong note. Yeah, and then it's, the it fucks everything up. <laughs> you had an extra hard job. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. But out of like, like my old, my, my 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 like the the my two favorite parts is uh, obviously the Pink Panther. Oh, nice. The Pink Panther theme because uh-huh. it's a bass, uh, it's a bass yeah. clarinet solo. Yeah, like nice. I am the one, I, like I'm shining on it. <laughs> that's like, your moment. That, that, that's the only moment that I get to shine, man. Because <laughs> everybody else that have like, like, like as a bass clarinet player, that's the only theme, like only, only I'm just music. Imagining like the conductor being like, okay, and now we'll do the Pink Panther theme. And you're <laughs> like, like yes. yes, this is my time to shine, baby. Let's go, Pink Panther. <laughs> and then, uh, like from the from the normal ones, uh, the 1812 overture. Oh, nice. Okay. I love it. I don't know why. That's like it Is just... that Scott Francis Key? Uh, Tchaikovsky. Oh, oh, shit. I'm thinking of Scott Francis Key. He wrote uh, America's National Anthem in 1812 during okay. the War of 1812. All right. Or was it 1912? <laughs> 1812. I, I don't know history. I I, I'm know. shit at history. <laughs> I can do music, not history. Uh, um, crazy. Yeah. Wow. So you're doing that. So you're used to being on stage. Yeah. So you get right up and you're just like, I'm funny. Uh, I never thought of, because I'm see that's the other thing I've never been the funny person mm. I am not the funny person 
Like I've never tried to be the funny person. Like I on even at the moment I only try to be funny on stage. Yeah. Like uh once I'm off stage, I'm just a regular human being. Yeah. Like I don't have to be I like I got nothing to prove. Yeah. Like like I've been doing this for like for a few years now, right? And that's where i prove if i'm funny or not yeah. not while i'm having a pint with you like we can right. have banter of course. Yeah, of course that's that's different like we've been laughing yeah so so like... that's that's like i i'm not constantly trying to prove yeah. myself as a funny person which thank god <laughs> <laughs> like when i told my mom i like i didn't tell my mom at least like after like i think i told my mom that i'm a comedian after i got my first paid spot uh, okay. like as, when i was doing as, it as a like like my mom prop like she supports it like but even like you know yeah. 8 years into comedy now she still asks me when i'm finishing my phd i left Aww. university like 4 years ago yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm like mom it's not, not happening. happening like you know um so that's the thing like you know and when i told my friends back home like i'm doing comedy their first their first thing they asked me was like do white people laugh at everything Yes. That's how unfunny <laughs> I like I was among them like like they literally tell me like man like I can't remember a single time for the past 20 30 years that you've been funny among us. Wow. How do you become a comedian? And my like my mom asked me like Melinda like you you're a comedian like how but you're not funny like you know. <laughs> so mean. But, but that like I mean they can like, only associate the yeah. for the thing like and 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 that's true. That's yeah. the thing like like the only things like i don't i've never tried to be funny but i always have shut down people with like one like ro- like you can call it a roast but it's actually yeah. in a very mean way <laughs> the the thing is i don't like try uh, i don't like people trying to one up each other yeah i hate that like if you like if you're having a pint if you're talking like like you you don't know me but like imagine tonight after the show if you're having and if you see if you notice people are trying to talk about what they're good at and stuff mm-hmm. i will keep it shut you Love will that. not see me talking cuz i hate that like if we are drinking we are not here to prove that who's the better person in no. this group we are just have to have fun right yeah. uh so when like the thing is when this happened between friends we know the dark sides of all our friends right right so if i see someone is going overboard i will just whip up something like yo man shut the fuck up i know what you did this is what you did what you want to fucking say now and everybody would go like whoa and there will be like a there is a moment of silence yeah like awkward like you can't you can't follow that yeah you can't come back from that you can't come back from that. that's what i used to do like i'm like i can't, because i can't take it like you know i'm like yeah. like 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 i've done like i've said horrible things in that way because i can't yeah. fucking take it anymore like you're you're trying to be this person that you're not yeah and you're just trying to the, the worst thing is you are trying to prove that to your friends who knows you yeah who know exactly exactly who you are. like yeah. like it's not even like you're trying to prove that you're a good person trying to impress someone who's not from the group or anything yeah. like i can understand if you're a guy and you're trying to impress, impress a, girl. a girl yeah i i'll give you that but these are all our friends why are you trying to like be better than everyone else here like you know what i mean so yeah. so that's the only times that i have said something that actually can get a shock value mm. uh but never like joking around or anything like that that's i'm a serious so person yeah. like outside i uh, think that's like a good thing though because i think i mean you take comedy serious like i think 
I think comedians kind of have to be serious people in a way. Like that's kind of a contradiction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like a lot of comedians are like, actually. Yeah. Like, like people, especially like men, like I get really like, I mean, I take things really seriously and like I take things at face value a lot. So it's like really hard for me to not um, to just like make a joke. Like I make jokes out of like self-defense or, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, I get really serious about things really quickly. And they're like, aren't you a comedian? Like, and I'm like, yeah, but I care about shit. Like, it's not like everything's fun and games and joking or, you know, it's like we care. P people forget that comedians are humans too, man. Yeah. Like we have feelings too. Yeah. Just because like the the reason why we tell joke is that's mostly our coping mechanism. Yeah. Like people like, 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 like it's so uh, like. Amazing to see like how people think, oh, you're a comedian. Like I have a rule, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't get offended. Mm -hmm. You can tell me anything. Like yeah. you can tell the most worst thing in the life. Like like you can like so people sometimes like, how do you hang out with such people? I'm like, bro, like, you know, that's what makes the world beautiful. Yeah. The differences, right? The only thing is you need to understand that. Yeah. That's very deep. Like, you know, like for me to like, this is a person who's adding some value, whether let it be bad or good. Mm -hmm. That person is adding something, some value to the society, right? Mm -hmm. And and if we don't have these all differences, all sides, right? This world will be fucking boring, man. It would. Like like it in, really would. like 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 I, I don't know, like you know, like like if you're only thing about the world is like I pick racism because I'm brown right like if your only thing that makes you go around the world and like what keeps you driving is fighting for racism imagine how boring your life would be oh if God. there were no racists <laughs> <laughs> we need racists like you, you need if you're a vegan you need meat eaters otherwise yeah. your life is boring you don't have anything to fight for like it's you know so true. Like, it's like, so true the only reason why the world keeps spinning the way is exactly why like like the horrible needs the good and the good needs horrible yeah because otherwise there's no such thing as good and horrible exactly it's just all boring that's how I see it yeah. like I might be wrong but like that's the word I'm like like I, I love have, this philosophy I have drunk with racist people yeah. And they end up going, you're one of the good fellas. Like, you know, like, like, yeah, it's, it's like, and, and when they say that you're one of the good fellas, there is a, there is a, there's a good and a bad side of that. Like, of you know, like, cause like I managed to break the stereotype you have about my people, but that I didn't manage to break the full spectrum of it. Right. Like, you know, like, like I gave you the idea that there can be good people. But 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 that's the thing, like you know, you have to understand. I'm not saying everybody should be, be like me. Like I'm fucked up in that yeah, way. I would we're say, all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you have to be very understanding. Yeah. Like like you like and and you can't like, I, I, if you haven't seen the differences, because pick a person who you think who's the best person, right? That person have a dark side. That person have bad things. Yeah. Probably has never come out to the world, but but that person have. Yeah. Things that are bad, like, you know. Yeah, like, like I'm Nobody's evil, a saint, you know. <laughs> you know. Nobody's a saint. Every Everybody, I would say, has bad things. Like, when you look at, like, my philosophy of life is be the person who you want the world to be. And if everybody thinks like that, the world will automatically be the world that everybody wants to see. Yeah.
That's beautiful. how that's how I would say like you know just just be yourself and just do good that you think that's good and mind your own fucking business. Yeah. You don't have to talk be- on behalf of anybody. Just talk like just be right for you. Be good like be the person that you want the world to be and mind your own fucking business. I love that. That's that's how I see it. That's like, really you know? that's really I think I might just uh end us on that. Oh, I mean yeah. that's where I was like gonna ask your advice on new comedians, but I like that better. I mean you already kind of gave some advice for new comedians. Just so. keep working. Just that's keep the working. Only, I, I like I, I, I like I don't like giving advice to comedians. Yeah. I don't uh also because of things. Uh I, I, I personally don't like giving advice to comedians because at the end of the day it's your art. Yeah. what you want to say on stage is completely up to you like you wouldn't go and tell an artist what to do and what not to do so what true. like you are the artist you paint the picture how people interpret you is up to the people mm-hmm. like picasso didn't paint something and say like this is what i want the people now nah, people started yeah like like most of the people who are like you know looking at picasso's paintings does like don't even exist in his time like we are right. still analyzing his paintings right like yeah. so so that's that's the like i'm not saying i'm picasso <laughs> like you're in a hundred years people are still going to be watching your specials you know hopefully hopefully <laughs> they will uh, be they will be so that's like i i i don't say like even even somebody comes to my like like your only feedback is you were in a room with people how did they react to your jokes listen to your stuff again see if there is any changes you want to do the only thing is if uh uh if you want to end up on a note for the comedians i would say uh before everything be likable be likable that's great advice honestly um which you don't need to follow at all because you're already likable <laughs> thank <So>. you <laughs> you did a great job um cool well i think we'll call it there i'm really excited to do the show with you it's going to be a fun yeah. one tonight thank you and uh um, thank you so much for yeah, having me thanks for coming to barcelona of course. we're so happy to have you cool thanks melinda